Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Ken for Monday, November 30th, 2020. We're brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. The number to call to make an appointment with the best dentist ever, 317-849-2933. Dr. Mike O'Neill, like I said, simply the best. The Colts, they were not the best yesterday. They were terrible yesterday. They get beat 45-26 by the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Derrick Henry is still running at Lucas Oil Stadium. There was a lot of bad. We go over the good, the bad, and the ugly every single week after a Colts game, and there is a ton of bad. There is not so much good. The lone good thing, really, a couple of good things. Number one, T.Y. Hilton looked like T.Y. Hilton again. He ran away from defensive backs, which was great to see. T.Y. Hilton kind of coming back to the offense gives the Colts sort of that that defense-stretching mechanism that they've needed all season long. It didn't pay dividends yesterday, really, because the defense just sucked, other than Darius Leonard, who made 14 tackles. But like coaches always say, somebody's got to tackle guys. And yesterday it was Darius Leonard. How much, look, DeForest Buckner, out. Bobby Okariki, out. Uh, Anthony Costanzo, after he dinged his knee yesterday, out. You had Ryan Kelly, who is out. You had Jonathan Taylor out. How much were these guys missed? These guys were missed a lot. Danico Autry, out. So you missed Autry. You missed Buckner. That defense was a, uh, you know what? It was a shadow of itself, wasn't it, yesterday? Rocky Scene was terrible, really bad, to the point where he got benched. That doesn't happen every day in the NFL. What is it about defensive backs and the Indianapolis Colts? He had Quincy Wilson, not so good. Uh, in fact, not good at all. And now Rocky Seen kind of following that same, that, that same path toward obscurity with the Indianapolis Colts. Penalties, missed protections, just awful yesterday for Rocky Seen. Hopefully he figures stuff out. He's a pretty nice guy. Uh, like I said, the good... T.Y. Hilton and Darius Leonard, the bad, Yassine, uh, allowing Derrick Henry 27 rushes, 178 yards, three touchdowns. Good Lord. No Colt ran for 30 yards yesterday. 30 yards? Nobody. What in the hell is going on with that running attack? Uh, Raven Clark is not a quality backup at tackle. I'm sorry. He's the nicest guy in the world. But he, he's not a good football player. You have got to do better if you're Chris Ballard, at putting together some... Uh, Danny Pinner, I think he was okay filling in for Ryan Kelly. But a tackle, you got to have a guy who can come in and give you some snaps, for God's sake. And Raven Clark simply can't. Uh, Phillip Rivers, not a good day yesterday for Phillip Rivers. The statistics were better than he was. He could have thrown three or four interceptions yesterday, but the Titans... Their defensive backs just, I don't think they were born with hands. There's something wrong with their hands. The, the mechanism, the catching mechanism for the Titans, there's something missing. Uh, the ugly for the Colts, another first half where they gave up a whole bunch of points. 35 yesterday and then just 10 in the second half. So uh, uh, they've given up almost 170 points in the first half and they've given up 85 points in the second half or thereabouts. Almost twice as many in the first half as the second half. That means two things. Number one, let's look at the good side. They are making really good adjustments. Their halftime adjustments have been terrific. 
the bad is that what the hell are you looking at in the first half? What are you doing to game plan for people in the first half, for God's sake? Giving up a ton of points in the first half. So many yesterday, 35, that really the game was over by halftime. This game, you know what? Your ability to pay attention to a game is directly proportionate to the amount of energy being expended by the team that you're rooting for. Yesterday, it was really hard to pay attention to this game. If you were a fan of the Colts, your mind wandered, didn't it? Of course it did, and it should have. Bears, they got drubbed last night, 41-25, beat by the Packers. There was no way Aaron Rodgers was going to play two bad games in a row. Last night, he was really, really good, although he didn't throw the ball nearly as much as he normally does. Uh, The Bears... What I tell you, when they were 5-1, I was like, it is the worst 5-1 team in the history of the NFL. Now they're 5-6. and six. I, I don't want to toot my own horn, especially at the expense of the hometown team. The team, look, I grew up in Lake Bluff and Lake Forest, for God's sake. And that's where the, the Bears really call home. So, you know, I derived no joy from being correct about the Bears, but I was correct. Let's talk about the Indiana Hoosiers. Hoosiers, what is going on? They win on Saturday, 27-11 over Maryland. The defense was extraordinary. Taiwan Mullen is a first-team All-American to me. Uh, And then on the other side, you got Reese Taylor. Really good defensive backs for the Indiana Hoosiers. The offense, it was good enough. Now, Michael Penix, he got hurt. He's got a lower leg thing. Uh, Tom Allen is going to update us on the extent of the injury a little bit later today. The Hoosiers with two regular season games left. They've got Wisconsin, and they got the bucket game. You win those two games, and if somehow Ohio State can't play in one of their remaining two games or lose one of their two remaining games, I believe that Indiana is going to play in Indianapolis. That Ohio State and Indiana would both have just one loss, but Indiana in the Big Ten would have a better winning percentage because they haven't been forced to miss a game. Ohio State's missed two already. So Indiana's winning percentage, if both teams have one loss, Indiana really should go to Indianapolis for the uh, college, uh, uh, for the Big Ten Championship. I don't know if that's the way it works. I hope like hell it's the way it works. It should work that way. I never thought in my lifetime I would see Indiana go 5-1 and one in the Big Ten East. That's exactly what they've done. Extraordinary year for Tom Allen and the Hoosiers. And I think Kane Womack, like if I hope they're able to hold on to him. I think Kane Womack is a really, really good defensive coordinator. Uh, we'll see what Penix's availability is. Jack Tuttle didn't look bad yesterday. I was a little bit worried when Jack Tuttle came into the game, but he was all right. Um, and we'll see what happens. Indiana's back ranked in the top 10. Usually, when they start, start falling, they keep falling, right? Hey, rank 17th. We've been down the, that road back in the early 90s, right? Rank 17th this week after beating four patsies in non-conference. And then all of a sudden, they tumble out of the top 25. Not this time. They went from 9th to 12th, back up to 10th. How about that? And if they beat Wisconsin this weekend, all things are possible. It's fantastic. Indiana basketball today, 2.30, the Maui Invitational being played National North Carolina. It's a weird year. They play against Providence. You got to be tough 
to play against Providence. I don't know whether Indiana is tough enough to beat Providence. We're going to find out. It always seems like Indiana, like they're good enough, right? They're talented enough. They run things well enough. And then all of a sudden, a team gets a little bit nasty and Indiana withers for about six minutes where they don't score the basketball. It's going to be interesting to see what Christian Lander does against a team like Providence. We know what he can do against a team like Tennessee Tech. Even though his stats, five points, two assists, whatever, against Tennessee Tech, not gaudy, I thought he looked really, really good. I like Christian Lander. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis, his work speaks for itself. Indiana's going to have to hit foul shots at a higher level, and they're going to have to stay away from those six-minute stretches where they can't score the ball. If they do that, they got a real good chance to beat Providence. And then they beat either the winner, depending on whether they win or lose, they beat the winner or loser of Texas Davidson. Uh, this is when it's fun, right? We get a lot of fun in March. But I like this time of year, too, because you've got afternoon games during the week, and it's fun to watch. Inside Indiana Sports Now, we're going to do that after the Indiana game. So it's going to be delayed a little bit this afternoon for people who enjoy their Inside Indiana Sports Now at uh, 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon when we normally do it. We'll do it after the IU game right at about 4.30. Hey, how about this? Who you love, watch, and lose. Almost as much fun as watching Indiana win is watching Kentucky lose. They got beat by the Richmond Spiders yesterday, which is fantastic. 76-64. It wasn't even close. The Wildcats. John Calipari. Nice. Uh, Butler, they postponed two games. They're not going to play, at least not yet. They aren't going to play against uh, Northern Kentucky or Kansas State because of uh, positive COVID tests within the uh, the Butler program. The Pacers, they signed a bunch of guys, including Cassius Stanley, the guy from Duke who has taken 54th overall in uh, the NBA draft a couple of weeks ago. They also signed Brian Bowen to a uh, um, one of those uh, one of those fancy deals. Uh, they signed two way deals. Um, and so is Stanley signed to a two way deal. Keelan Martin from Butler. He was signed by the Pacers. Uh, Nez Mitron-Long signed Amita Brima, signed Rayshon Hammonds. All of those three guys signed to Exhibit 10 contracts. And congratulations to all the teams that won state finals over the weekend. We predicted each of these games correctly. Uh, Center Grove won, Cathedral won, Ron Colley won, Chatard won, Covenant Christian, and Western Boone won. Uh, Let's celebrate some birthdays. Uh, this is the last day of November. I'm going to tell you, November is one of my least favorite months. But what, and the reason why it's one of my least favorite months is that it kind of ushers in this this period of malaise and darkness uh, that exists here in December, January, and February. Three months of unending gloom. <laughs> we don't need gloom. I didn't really. It doesn't make you look forward to stuff. We got to be positive. It's it's not gloom. It's just, it's bright gray. Okay. Uh, B.E. May celebrating a birthday today. Uh, Scott Brown, happy birthday. Todd Emmert, happy birthday. Paul Ullman, Michael Somm, happy birthday. Mike Spillbeeler, happy birthday. Uh, Lindy Hogue, 
Happy birthday and the great Bruce McCormick celebrating a birthday. If today's your birthday, celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, celebrate somebody else. That's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Today, inside Indiana Sports, it's going to be the IU Providence post game at about 4.30 this afternoon. Cannot wait to talk to you then. I, I got to pep up. I, we've got to lift each other through this period, right? Not only do we have the COVID and do we have the masks and do we have all the, all the things to mitigate spread and all that stuff. We can't go to games. There are no concerts. There's nothing really to distract us from the unending gloom of December, January, and February. We each have to be that thing to each other. Distract each other from the gloom. Lift each other up. Give each other something to look forward to over this relentlessly dank winter that I anticipate not enjoying. We got to do that for each other. And I'm going to be better at it tomorrow, I promise.